Gratitude is a contagious attitude. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into his word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given and you'll find power for Powerful Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God, all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Powerful Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given And you'll find power for living My friend, today I want to speak on the subject of gratitude to God. You know, I truly believe that gratitude is a contagious attitude. I've often said that, you know, attitudes are contagious. Make sure that we have one that's worth catching. And there's nothing that's really a better quality than just good old-fashioned gratitude. Having the kind of person or personality or just respect for life, if you will, where we just know how to give thanks and and be appreciative. Whether it's pulling up to a stop sign and the other person motions you on, make sure you give that little friendly wave or nod or, you know, somebody uh, does something for you, make sure you're the kind of person that says thanks and just be grateful in life. Of course, this great holiday weekend, we have so much to be thankful for, and we certainly want to say thank you to all of our friends that serve in the armed forces, and we just want to say thank you for your dedication and your courageous sacrifice. Well, Psalm 100 is really a psalm of thanksgiving. The scripture says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth is endures to all generations. Oh, Psalm 100 is a beautiful psalm. In fact, it's been considered a psalm that's like a doxology. You know, in the Old Testament uh, book of Psalms, that was really sort of the Hebrew hymn book, if you will. And if you see that word Selah in one of the psalms, that's really uh, a word that's saying, let's take it up to the next octave. Let's increase our praise Well, Psalm 100 is just a beautiful praise psalm, a a psalm of thanksgiving. And again, as I mentioned, it's like a doxology. I remember when I was a a kid growing up, the first, I don't know, 13, 14 years of my life, we went to uh, Shiloh Wesleyan Church uh, near the Lake of the Woods, in between Plymouth and uh, Bremen and La Paz, kind of right there in that little triangle, little country church. I have a lot of fond memories uh, growing up for the first uh, early years of my life, formative years, if you will, little Shiloh Wesleyan Church. It was just a, a tremendous 
family fellowship. A lot of our relatives went there. It was sort of the Kramer Homestead Church, if you will, at that time. But I, I remember every Sunday when they would take up the offering, and of course the ushers would go up and they'd place it on a, well, we called it the altar, a little table in front of the platform in front of the uh, pulpit, if you will. And as soon as the ushers would place that offering down, the organist, Irene Yaki, she's with the Lord now, she'd hit that organ key and, and everyone would just stand automatically and start singing, praise God from whom all blessings flow. And it was just a, a great time of uh, praise and thanksgiving. And it was a recognition that all that we have, and when we give back to the Lord, it's because of his blessing when we praise God from whom all blessings flow. The very first uh, church that I served in while in Bible college out at Word Life Bible Institute way, way back in uh, the spring of 1980, winter and spring of 1980, uh, my wife and I uh, served there on the weekends and with another couple. We'd help out with the youth group. Same thing. Only that particular church did it at the beginning of the service. I remember the first time I was on the platform with the pastor and, and that organist again, boom, hit that key and everybody stood, started singing, praise God from whom all blessings flow. And I really didn't know their routine, but when everybody else stood, I figured I better stand and start singing. Of course, it was something I knew from my childhood and could sing it from heart. So Psalm 100 is like a doxology, and it's a hymn of praise and thanksgiving and gratitude to God. Of course, first of all, we see that we give gratitude to God because he is the sovereign creator. It says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. I love some of the exuberant phrases. Shout to the Lord in verse 1. A joyful shout. Uh, all you lands. It's a call to worship, if you will, for everyone to shout and sing praise. Verse 2 uses the word singing and gladness. And, and these are great, joyful words. And the reason is found in verse 3. He is God. Isaiah 45, God says, verse 22, For I am the Lord God, there is no other. And, of course, he is the creator and sustainer of all things. Very first verse of the Bible, Genesis 1.1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Of course, speaking of Christ, in John 1.3, All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And Romans 1.20 says that God has revealed himself in creation, that his invisible attributes are seen. And Colossians 1, 16 says, by him all things consist. In other words, he is the nuclear glue that holds everything together. He is that sovereign creator. Revelation 4, 11, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and riches and power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and they were created. Oh, my friend. Your life is not some happenstance. It's not some just kind of shot in the dark. It is a creation of God. All of the world is God's creation. And of course, God has revealed himself through creation. The scripture says the heavens declare the glory of God. He's revealed himself through his word, which is truth. And then he has revealed himself through his son, Jesus Christ. John 1 says that he came to reveal the Father. You want to know what God is like? Study the four Gospels and study the life of Christ. 
and you'll see a reflection of God incarnate. So he's the creator. Oh, my friend, that means our life has meaning and value and purpose. I believe it also means we ought to care for God's creation. And what all is involved in that? Let's at least, you know, do the best we can with, with the universe that God has entrusted to us, the world that he has entrusted to us. And then we give gratitude to God because he has our secure redeemer. Oh, we're a part of the family of God. We are his people, the scripture says. You know, when you come to know Christ as Lord and Savior, whom God saves, he keeps. I believe not only in the saving power of Christ, but the keeping power of Christ. Jesus said, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone pluck them out of my hand. He said, my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can pluck them from my father's hand. I and my father are one. John 10, 28 through 30. Christ is God in a body. He and the father one and the same. And when they give eternal life to us, God holds us in his hand. We are secure. We've been adopted into the family of God. We used to sing that great song, sort of a praise chorus by the uh, Bill and Gloria Gaither, written so many wonderful praise choruses, but I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Oh, my friend. And the way we become a part of God's family is by placing our faith and trust in Christ and Christ alone for our salvation. Jesus said in John 3, 3, he said, unless one is born again, you shall not see the kingdom of God. And he was talking to a very religious man by the name of Nicodemus. And it kind of puzzled Nicodemus. And, and then Jesus just points to the love of God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And he instructed Nicodemus to place his faith and trust in Christ and Christ alone. And my friend, that's good advice for us today. And then we give gratitude to God for our steadfast. He is our steadfast provider. We are the sheep of his pasture, the scripture says. You know, John 10, 11, Jesus is described as the good shepherd who gave his life for his sheep. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And he gave his life for his sheep. And then, of course, in Hebrews 13, 20, he's described as the great shepherd who watches over his sheep. And then in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4, he's described as the chief shepherd who one day is coming back for his sheep. Oh, my friend, don't let the events of this world get you down. I know it can be tough sometimes, and life can be challenging. And when we follow Christ as our Lord and Savior, it doesn't mean that we'll never have another difficulty, that we'll never have another disappointment, that we'll never have our hearts broken. No, it doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that there won't be bad things that sometimes happen to good people. I cannot explain that. But it does mean this, that Christ is our shepherd. And anything that comes our way it's designed to make us more like him. And so that's why the scripture says that, you know, all things work together for good to those who love God, those who are the called according to his purpose. You know, he'll never place any burden upon us that we are not capable of bearing. And the goal is to bring glory to God. But we are the sheep of his pasture. 
Oh, Jesus is that shepherd. He provides for his sheep. He leads and guides and feeds and protects and provides for his sheep. Psalm 23, 1, that very first verse. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, my friend, when you know Christ is your Lord and shepherd, Lord and Savior, he becomes your shepherd as well. And then we have gratitude to God because God produces an attractive attitude of joy and excitement and gladness, singing and thanksgiving, that joy in our heart, peace of mind, praise on our lips, a thankful spirit, which just causes gratitude to be that contagious attitude. People will be drawn to us because of our praise and joy and singing. And that's not a Pollyanna view of life. But it is a view that says we have our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And he is good. The scripture says, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. You know, grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Grace is God giving us what we do not deserve. Mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve. Oh, and the scripture says his mercy is everlasting. And it says his truth endures to all generations. You know, Jesus said that the word of God is truth. Jesus said in John 14, 6, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. In John 17, 17, Jesus, that great high priestly prayer, he prayed to the Father. He said, sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth. Oh, my friend, follow Christ who is truth and saturate yourself with the word of God, which is the truth that is revealed to all generations. My friend, the Bible is a relevant book that transcends all cultures of all time, and it is relevant for every person. Trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then follow him, and my friend, he'll give you that truth, and he'll show you the way in which to go. You might want to start with the four Gospels, and read about the life of Christ. It'll bless your life, and it'll give you that attitude of gratitude, and gratitude is a contagious attitude. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen. <laughs> 